Welcome to another edition of TSC Music's Music with a Mission, where our purpose is to perpetuate and promote the Christian and positive idea through the medium of music and other arts. We are excited to be in the studio today. We've got a very special guest with us. Uh, but before we get there, I want to also mention to you today that sitting in the co-pilot seat, uh, joining us today is our good friend, Brother David Ham. Hey, Greg. Yeah, Dave's good to have you with us. Oh, glad to be and here. So glad. And we're looking forward to having you uh, with us in the coming season. Yeah. Or in this new season. We're doing some interesting new things with this uh, this podcast. And, of course, at the helm of the engineering today, uh, we usually have Harry Vaughn, and he's still here, but uh, in the training seat <laughs> is our very own John Jenna. And John is over there clicking away and just making sure things are recorded well and our levels are right. So, John, we welcome uh, you to the room as well. We've got a father and daughter with us. She's one of nine. Yeah. And this is a musical family. And before I tell you any more about them, let me tell you what we talked about doing here in this season. We were uh, impressed a few months ago, and I shared this with the staff, that I wanted to get into the city, Dave, and, and look at take a look at how the gospel was being ministered in unusual ways outside right. of the Sunday morning service and, uh, and that we wanted to go underground. Yeah. And so we started talking to people and we started uh, surfing the net and we ended up in the subway right. of New York City and found a few groups there that we got our eye on. Oh, you'll find something. Oh, it's there. incredible, <laughs> man. The talent is just, uh, this New York is crawling yes. with, uh, with, with talent. Um, and then, and with talent of people who, who really do love God. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what we were seeking. And somehow we stumbled across, or I stumbled across one day, this website, this link right. with this group in Central Park. And it was, a, it was, there was this guy who was just, just standing there, you know, he wasn't jumping around. He was just kind of, but when he opened his mouth, it was like Pavarotti. From the Baptist Church there kind of go. thing. <laughs> Best way to describe it. Yeah, yeah, it was this rich baritone voice. And, and they were in Central Park. And then there were these these young people, these kids, you know, teenagers right. and young adults around him. And, man, the harmony was incredible. Mm-hmm. And they were no microphones, no band. And they're just singing. And people are walking by and they're dropping money in the hat and yeah. the basket or whatever. <laughs> But it was just it was just an unusual right. sight and sound, right. and we stumbled across this website. So I shot an email out to the staff. I said, "You got to help me find this group. Who are these people?" Yeah. And lo and behold, Yuha, I think it was, emailed back to me. And says, "Oh, I see them in Central Park all the time." <laughs> <laughs> and wow. then and then Colin emailed me back and says. Well, the sun works in our cold room. Right. Yeah. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. They cannot be here in the yeah. building and we not know about it. And sure yeah. enough, the oldest son, I think, I don't know if he's the oldest son, but the tallest one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's Abraham, Abraham, right? Yeah. Is standing in the cold room and I'm walking by him probably every week. Yeah. Uh, so we are glad to have in the studio with us, Mr. John Boyd. And he represents the Boyd family. John, so glad to have you. I'm glad to be here. And glad John, here. sitting next to you, is your fourth child, or is yes. that right, or the fifth? Fourth. She's the fourth. fourth. Mm-hmm. Victory mm-hmm. slash Michelle Obama. We just <laughs> named her because she looks like a young Michelle Obama. Welcome, Victory. Thank you. Glad to be here. <laughs> so good to have you with us, uh, John. And, and thanks for consenting. John and I met uh, a few weeks ago. 
and for the first time and had an awesome conversation. I just got a chance to hear his heart and hear what he's done in the past. And uh, I think our listeners, you guys are going to be ex- uh, really blessed uh, to hear what God is doing with him, through him, with his children, his, his family, and uh, some really, really wonderful and interesting things. I want to go to a track, though. I want people to hear you guys sing before we get to our conversation. The Boy Family. Melodies come to me. Melodies, melodies come to me. to me melodies melodies come to me I want to sing sweet melodies I want to sing want to sing sweet melodies I want to sing sweet melodies I want to sing want to sing sweet melodies I want to feel the peace, I want to feel the relief that music brings. I want to hear the notes, I want to ring the tones, I want to feel the beats that music speaks. So melodies, melodies come to me. Victory soloing, is that right? Mm-hmm. And that was an original composition by you, John? Yes. That's yes. awesome. We're going to talk about your comp- your composing, your choir directing, your, your music background. You've got nine children. Yes. That's a good number. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big number. That's a big number. <laughs> quiver, quiver fool. <laughs> uh, uh, now, and are they all musical? Pretty much everybody's musical. And how's that? How's that happen? I mean, obviously they get it from you, but what, tell us about your your music background. Uh, I'm from a family of uh, singers that goes back uh, probably several generations, and uh, so I started early uh, singing in the choir, uh, pre elementary school, elementary school age, uh, and then um, uh, I. Uh, Lived with my godmother, who was a piano teacher, from like age 
uh, eight to fourteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would always hear the piano in the early in the morning, Saturday mornings, late at night. Just organ, Hammond organ in the house. So, uh, and then uh, singing in church choirs. I would. I discovered early that I uh, had the ability to lead songs and was often invited to lead songs. Uh-huh. Uh, but when I became a Christian, uh, a serious Christian, I say, mm-hmm. like 19, I, I discovered uh, that I had a gift of writing music and arranging. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I began to arrange music. And uh, eventually I got married at 23 and and music uh, began uh, as my children got older. Uh, my wife started working with them, and we worked with them together. Oh. And we had our uh, them start singing, you know, at family reunions or at church or whatever. Um, and uh, so uh, I would Im- uh, involve my songwriting skills and her organization skills in terms of organizing them and training them into uh and uh, we started to develop them mm-hmm. so uh that's pretty much how everything started and uh, professionally i began to get more involved in music uh in 1997 after um uh you know working with uh a a choir uh and i uh, founded a children's choir uh-huh. so was that uh, here in new york or in in, in detroit, detroit michigan I was the uh, founder of the Boys Choir of Detroit mm-hmm. and the Girls Choir of Detroit. And I, if I'm correct, that was modeled after... That was modeled after Harlem. the Boys Choir of Harlem. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, we actually presented the Boys Choir of Harlem in concert uh, in Detroit. We were... Uh, I was really impressed with their, deve- what I call, youth development model. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is, they used the arts as a tool right. of mm-hmm. youth and cultural development. And uh, I agreed with that concept, uh, and uh, it really was inspiring to me. And I, I adopted that model uh, for for the city of Detroit, and uh, this was really very well received uh, in the city. And uh, uh, we got a, a lot of support from other cultural organizations, and basically the city at large. Mm-hmm. And uh, end of that year, we had a a concert in the home of what is called the Detroit Symphony Orchestra uh, at the Orchestra Hall, which was broadcast on the local television station, Mm -hmm. which was an ABC affiliate. And uh, so much was accomplished in that first year, and and we went on to perform in the Detroit metropolitan area for uh, for another six years Mm -hmm. before my family and I moved north uh, in northern Michigan and I again established a statewide choir wow. called the Michigan Fine Arts Youth Choir. So you were you were yeah. a choir guy, yes, in a sense, yeah. And and I know with choir the, the turnover is just from year to year or from season to season. It's just incredible. Yeah, it takes a tremendous amount of commitment, uh, and again, you have a lot of turnover because you're dealing with young people that are going through transitions or whatever. Right. Uh, and uh, so uh, you, you you learn to be thankful for the time that you have to invest in, the, in their lives, to mm-hmm. give them some great memories. And after about 10 years, I would say, so almost 10 years, between eight and 10 years, 
um, I noticed that my children who had been there from the beginning were starting to really develop uh, at a higher level because because of their continuity and working with all the choirs and being section leaders in the choir. So, um, and then we would, we would, uh, we had developed a relationship with uh, the Harlem Choir. So we, we had uh, traveled back and forth from Michigan to New York on, for several occasions. Um, and so, uh, I began to focus on my children and created a, a, a musical group called the Perfect Blend Group because they had mm-hmm. like phenomenal blend uh, and uh, All we were really well-known for <laughs> like, you know, the harmonies that, yeah. that we were able to produce. Uh, and uh, we did a, a recording, and then we started doing some singing as, as just a family. And uh, that took off, and... Uh, I, I began to really look, realize, uh, I think the Holy Spirit kind of pointed out to me that you have your own choir, really, mm. you know, uh, if you really look and see. And I, I had to, uh, I made a decision that uh, I'm going to focus on their development. And um, and so uh, I think starting in 2003, we began to primarily focus on uh, the Boyd family and uh, developing their gifts and, and forming... Uh, you know the the concept, the musical concept for our family. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. And so, did all nine of them sing together at one point, or did it, did it start with you, Victory, and work its way down? I mean, how, um, how did that happen? <clears throat> well, uh, well, as our parents started having more of us. Um, we started. <laughs> so, so you remember being the the, the baby? Yeah, for a little yeah, while. yeah. For a little while, there were four of us singing, and then, well, how it happened was, whoever was the baby always wanted to sing with the older siblings. Gotcha. So we always started really young. I started when I was four, because my my older brother Abraham uh, got to start singing when he was five, and I wanted to sing too. That was no uh-huh. fair. So. Um, my father allowed me to sing in the choir as well, and then my younger sister wanted to sing too, so she started. By the time she was four, she was able to join the choir, and then it kept on going down the line. Mm-hmm. And um, at home, we would have much more rehearsals than um, with the choir. So at home, like pretty much every night, our father would, uh, we would all wrap around the dinner table and, and just harmonize and this is where we like learned how to compose and arrange Mm -hmm. because um at first our father would give out a a simple melody Mm -hmm. and have us all sing the melody Mm -hmm. then he would create another part that harmonized with the melody and tell one of us to sing the new melody he just created and keep on doing that over till we have five part harmony or something and and we would practice different songs doing this to different songs like every night and then um, when choir rehearsal came, we would be able to take the stuff we worked on at home to the choir and teach it mm-hmm. to the choir. And and just, yeah, so that's how we came up with choir arrangements. And and this really trained, like, me and all of my siblings. Right. Um, and our youngest two siblings, they haven't, um, they, ha- they don't sing with us as much as, I'm sorry, let me rephrase this. Mm-hmm. The, our youngest siblings... Because we don't do all this rehearsing as we used to do like eight years ago or so. Right. So they don't have 
the same training, but they're getting other training that we right. do today. Mm. That's the, interesting. Yeah. So you you kind of like the Jackson Nine. Jackson Nine. Except we sing Christian music. Yeah. 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 Now the song we heard earlier was a an, an original composition. John, you wrote that, and that's yes. Victory singing. Now, how mm-hmm. how recent was that recording? That was recorded last month. Last month? Yeah. Oh, this mm-hmm. is oh, a, nice. a, a new piece. Yeah. Well, fairly new recorded, that is. Yeah. we He started writing it like four years ago um, in New Orleans, and we had the chorus, and it was really beautiful. And then, like, actually, we he just added two new verses, two verses to the song mm-hmm. this past month. The day before we recorded it. So we were just sitting down, like we knew we had to go in the studio the next day and we were sitting down, uh, developing the song and, and then we pretty much had to go in the studio and, and wow. wing it because we had just hmm. came up with the verses the night before. Wow. <laughs> so John, yeah. you've got your kids in the studio. They're in a, in a studio environment. So they've, they, and, and then to have harmonies and like, like, a, like what I've heard. You've been able to instill in them some discipline that most young people don't have, because you've got to have some discipline to, to yeah. lock in the harmony. You've got to have some discipline to go into the studio and do what you did, Victory, <laughs> and what your, your the rest of your family has done. I mean, that takes some some real discipline. Discipline to rehearse and stand around the kitchen table or the dining room table sometimes nightly and and go over these songs. And the repetition had to drive you nuts <laughs> yeah. a little bit, right? But that that required something. I mean, how did how did you do that? Uh, I it's just just the grace of God. Um, the we've we've always had goals. We've very been a very we've been a very goal oriented family, and um, so uh, having uh, an understanding of what it takes to reach these goals. Um, you know that you you have to rehearse and you have to practice and I mean you you can't just reach these goals without doing what is necessary to to get there. So um, we all we we would always have performances. Uh, we every weekend we we'd either be invited to a church or a grand opening for maybe an airport, mm. like we did a grand opening at an airport. And, uh, a grand like, opening for an airport. Yeah, what was uh, that? I mean, what's oh, yeah. Airlines, that's airlines. Oh, that's a first hub. I'm at the Detroit, uh, you know, the uh, the major airport in wow. the Detroit area, and they had this big gala, uh-huh. and uh, they invited uh, the boys' choir of Detroit, and uh, and you know, there were so many. Uh, we would do openings for the Detroit Tigers baseball games. I think we did that three or four years in it. Yeah, marathons. Marathons, so many events. So we always had our calendar for the entire year. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, maybe not a year in advance, but, you know, there was always something coming in. Right. So we had to be prepared and... Uh, that helped us to look forward to to working. I mean, to applying our work, mm-hmm. uh, and it wasn't just that we were just rehearsing just to rehearse. Right, right. We had something to rehearse for, uh, and whenever we would visit a church or whatever, they'd always want the children to sing, um, because once word got out that the children could sing and there was a family of singers so the churches would always want us to be in a program after you know uh, 
after um, you know some anniversary, some other kind of celebra- mm-hmm. ceremony or something. So it kept us occupied, and uh, and that and next thing you know, five six years passed by. Right, right. And and so we we just kept moving forward. At the same time, uh, we knew the value of recording because. I, I've always been a stickler for that, that you have to have a documentation of your progress. You also yeah. want to have a uh, a product in your hands, you know, because people, if they like you, the music, they, then they want to take it home with them. Mm-hmm. So uh, we started recording a lot of what we were doing, and then I was also very much uh, concerned about original material. So... Because um, I, you know, I like material that's already published or, or whatever. But uh, I, I've always realized that God gives us gifts, right. and 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 you know, so we have to really develop those gifts and share, uh, you know, what we can bring to the table to the world. Yeah, yeah, amen. We're gonna take a break. We'll come right back after this short message. Find a need and fill it. Find a hurt and heal it is a motto often encouraged here at TSC Music. With so many in our area reeling in the wake of Hurricane Sandy, it's easy to get overwhelmed by the scope of the disaster. But often, the best way to help is to start small. Does your neighborhood need help cleaning out their basement? Is their power still out? Do they need food and water? Someone to talk to or pray with? Reach out and see what you can do to help. Or maybe you're the one in need. Times Square Church has resources available to help meet the needs of those affected by Hurricane Sandy. To find out more, visit tscnyc.org, click on Hurricane Sandy Relief, and then on the Need Help tab. God is incredible. God is with you. God is aware of your struggle. God is ready to forgive. God is powerful. God is your friend. God is a good listener. God is for you. God is willing to God help. is and always will God be. God is able to God protect. Is God good. is power to change. God is, God is Jesus. God is here. God now. is the one who loves you. God is merciful. God is the husband to the widow. God is the one with your hands. God is there when no one else is. TSC Music Radio. Where God is. This is Carter Conlon from Times Square Church in New York City. In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25, Jesus spoke this story. There were some people who took no time to prepare for the dark days that were coming ahead of them. And when those days came upon them, quite unexpectedly they found that they had no ability to see any good in it. They didn't see a way out. They didn't see the hope that was available to them. So they turned to a people who had hope, and those who had hope directed them to the place where strength could be found. Those who had hope in this time of darkness had been a people of prayer. They had taken the time to cultivate a living relationship with the living God. They had the ability to see the hope that Jesus offers, even in the worst of times. They had been a people who had been wise enough to seek God. It is time again to pray. Visit nycprayer.org to find a prayer meeting in your area. That's nycprayer.org.
we're back in the studio with the Boyd family, John Boyd and his fourth child, <laughs> Victory. <laughs> um, and we want to talk about the family dynamic a little later. Uh, but Dave, you wanted to ask him something about the Central Park uh, yeah. situation. Um, and I'm just even thinking about that, too. I'm, I'm remembering when you called me in the office uh-huh. and uh, you're like, take a look at this. And we were on YouTube and it was just kind of like a long list of like just videos uh, just uh, your, your your family in the park, and um, I was just really just fascinated by just uh, uh, just the poise um, shown by your family, the commitment uh, to be out there in the park. And uh, when did that begin? When when did that become a part of the Boyd family ministry or career that you guys would just step out into the parks and the streets and the subways? Well. Um, we started coming to New York um, when we had to raise money for our music camp, which we had in Michigan. Uh, mm-hmm. And we had this music camp in Michigan that we had to raise money for. And when winter, our father just said, we need to make more money. So let's try to fundraise in New York. So we just ended up going to New York. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sorry, was, who, whose idea was that? Our father. Okay. John, All yeah, right. I, I thought you dad. said that was you. okay. All right. Because I'm <laughs> thinking you are just way beyond no. the years. No, I was probably I was like 12 years old. Okay. <laughs> and so when Dad decides we're going to New York City yeah. and we're going to go into Central Park and sing, and now is that a sit down meeting conversation <laughs> with the Boyd family or no? Dad said it. Mom said it. We get up and go. Yeah, pretty much. Like we're get we're going. Like we we didn't know one day and like next day. We're on our way to New York. Okay, so then the <laughs> night before, then does the Boyd kids get together in one room and just talk through this? Like, how are we going to do this? <laughs> those those no. falling asleep type no, whispers act- through the night. Actually, we were excited because Great. anyone that lives in Michigan um, knows that New York is like I, thinks of New York as like this crazy huge city that's like sure. you know it's like a field trip. Like, yeah, like, like a lot of people have never been to New York before, so yeah. We're like yeah, we're going to New York. So well, not too many kids start their field trip and then step out in the Central Park and start singing. I mean, well, even that yeah. was a, a, a scenery change compared yeah. to Michigan. I mean, at least we were singing for people. Yeah. <laughs> in yeah. Central Park, there were people that were watching us. Yeah. And yeah, so we and um, that one trip changed into like 50 trips. To New yeah. York. And then eventually we just moved out here and. Uh, eventually we weren't able to hold on to our music camp, but we right. stayed in this area and we've, we continued our ministry in Central Park and all the rest of New York. Yeah. And yeah. And how's that been? I mean, is it, is it fulfilling? Um, is it, how long has that been going on? Let me ask that first in terms of being out on the streets, subways, parks. How long has you all been doing that? This is, would be probably the fifth or sixth year. Uh, six. This is our fifth season in Central Park, I think. Yeah. And uh, we've had, we have musicians that have been playing with us for right. f- three, four years. Yes, like our that. acoustic bass player has been with us. This is, I think, his fourth year. Our violinist and cellist, this is their third year. So yeah. um, actually how that came about, we had we were having lunch in Central Park. And my children went over somewhere and came back and said, uh, 
hey, Daddy, we 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 have a great location for us to sing. I said, oh, really? So they took me over to Bethesda Fountain, mm-hmm. and 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 there's this great arcade or tunnel like acoustic space that has a wonderful almost decade tradition uh, uh, or probably goes back to maybe have have 50 year tradition of musicians singing in yeah. that acoustic space and, uh, and when I think we, we discovered it yeah did we yeah that's what we saw in the yeah when we discovered yeah. it we were like whoa we sang some notes and the harmonies just bounce off the ceiling and the people started gathering, and we fell in love with that space. And uh, we've kind of been there ever since and developed more of a reputation. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's actually a, an integral part of our, of our brand right. uh, as a musical group, mm-hmm. which we've been developing our brand um, over the last year or so. And uh, we have, I'll tell you an interesting story. Um, and I don't know if I mentioned this to you, Greg. There was a film crew in New York two years ago uh, from France that uh, was doing a film, and uh, they were shooting the film at the fountain, and there were many films that are shot there. And we were in the background, or we somehow we ended up in the film uh, as the actors were passing by, and they captured us. Uh, and when they got the, all all the you know all the material and the film and everything back to France, uh, I've, apparently the producer uh, looked at it and said, "Okay, who are these people?" And uh, we have no uh, documentation. I mean, because we can't use their images without their signature, right. and uh, they have a, a significant role in this film. Wow. Uh, and are we going to edit them out? And then they thought and they said, whoa, the music is phenomenal. It fits with the set. I mean, it fits with the scene. Uh, we need to leave it in there. Then the next question was, in order to do that, we had to find out who they are. Right. They contacted their agent in Pennsylvania uh, who represents them in the United States. And she said, well, I've got to find out who these people are. So she found some website she said that there was some website or something that she used and she put it out there on the on the on the you know on the internet saying can anybody help me please tell me who this family is singing in central park i need your help she said she got hundreds of emails wow. from all over the world she said i am she said she could not believe it she said she was just blown away uh when she contacted me, somebody gave her my direct phone number. I didn't know the person, but they knew her. Yeah. Apparently, they knew me. And, and she was getting emails. Uh, she said, in the, converse, the initial conversation I said I had with her, she said, I was just got emails last weekend. Somebody heard you guys last weekend in email. Because yeah. I just was down here last weekend. And she said that it was just incredible uh, to to see and and she said, "Do you know that you guys got a worldwide following?" Yeah, I said, yeah. well, "I don't. I, I mean, we just do what we do." Right. Yeah. And uh, I can testify to that because the first video that I saw was recorded on a phone by somebody in Germany. Yeah. Mm. Or somebody from Germany who was visiting New York City, traveling through, and uh, and so she posted it. She spoke on. You know, she 
gave her a little dissertation, you know, a little mm-hmm. commentary mm-hmm. before the video starts. And uh, and then, bang, the video starts, and then her friends start following, and before you know it, man, it's, it's just all over the place. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so that was a glimpse uh, in terms of the impact of the ministry. And we do insist that it is a ministry because we we uh, are, you know, we sing sacred music and we sing the gospel music and we sing the gospel music in a prominent public square. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, that's that's kind of radical because uh, in some countries, uh, having that kind of uh, outward expression of one's faith is not, you know, as uh, accepted. Sure. Uh, but uh, you know, people have 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 learned and to appreciate it, and um, you know, it's it's a part of our overall mission. Mm. I wanted to ask you about that because both of you refer to it as ministry, mm-hmm. uh, which I appreciate. Um, what what is it that you want people to experience and to walk away with? when they experience your ministry in Central Park. I mean, because you go out there, and in your mind, in your heart, you're thinking, we're going to minister to anybody who comes by, right? If they walk by here, uh, Bethesda, I think you're out there on Sundays. Mm-hmm. If they if they come by Bethesda, uh, they're going to get ministered to. In your heart and mind, what is it that you think people walk away with? Well, I just pray, and I know that some people walk away with, the assurance that God is real and that mm. he's out there. And I, I know like there was this one time this lady, she said before now, I didn't know if there was a God, but mm. She, mm. she, she said, now I know there's a God wow. out there. And like, that was just like really encouraging. And that's to just us. from standing there yeah. listening to you sing. You didn't open the scriptures or, no. or, or preach to her at all. You just, no. you just sing. Yeah, and we ju- we just see so many people just break down and start crying, or you know, some people want to give us hugs and just mm. come up and give us hugs, and mm. people from all over the world, and it's just a blessing um, that God could use us out there. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you sound you sound great, but John, do you think that also one contributing factor might be because they're, they're young people? I think so. Um, uh, I think the youth. I think also the diversity of our musical group, because uh, our musical group now has grown. It's not just my family. Right. We have uh, other musicians that accompany us, and uh, it's the innocence of the setting. It's it's um, it's the there's so many there's there's so many points of value mm-hmm. artistically. Uh, the young the youth. Diversity, of course, the setting itself, the acoustic space. Uh, you know, people that visit New York and visit Central Park. This is like a high point of their lives. Mm, Central Park, or, right? Mm, yeah. New York itself, because you know, many people have a uh, dream to visit New York. It's something that they look forward to. Right. Uh, there's so. And then uh, going to Central Park is 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 a high point of their uh, experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so we are a high point of a high point. Right. Mm-hmm. So gotcha. uh, so the whole platform is already set. Right. Yeah. And then to walk into the presence of God uh, is 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 really great. I mean, 
And that's not just something that I say. This is something that people say. Mm. They know mm. that they've walked into the presence wow. yeah. of the Spirit of God. Yeah. And, and, and many times, uh, you know, there are many people with different faiths and different belief systems and or whatever. But one thing, you know, that is pretty much a, a universal consensus from what I what I have experienced and what I see is that uh, people basically respect the presence of of of, of what they you know what they are experiencing, mm-hmm. and um, and and this is very much a reward for us because uh, you know even though we we do have uh, recordings available for donations and whatever uh, our commitment is 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 vast and uh you know many week many of our weekends i mean we could go like a whole two or three years and count on one hand where we've had a free weekend mm. yeah so uh it's not just about the financial thing it's it's a huge commitment right, right. and the continuity over the years again uh helps us to get better and better at what we do and so you know, even people that, for, for whatever reason, may not uh, uh, appreciate the sacredness of the music, they can see the the the, the performance from an artistic standpoint, mm-hmm. and they can they can identify with it. You know, at that at that value point, right? You know, because they could critique it artistically and say, "Well, you know, this brought with quality production or right. whatever." There's no question that people will experience it, realize it as something different about what they were experiencing with you guys. Yeah. There's no question about it. Yeah. Um, we were talking, Dave and I were talking earlier about inclusion or going outside of your immediate circle or your immediate way of doing things because you talked about you know the fact that you guys have other musicians working with you and playing with you and because uh, it wasn't always that way. I mean, at one point it was just the Boyd family. It was John Boyd and, and, right. and, his, and his family. So at some point it opened up. Yeah. I've uh, seen one of the videos, I think, where you had your musicians and um and you used the phrase too earlier, you said the innocence of our setting. Mm. Um and I'm reminded of one of the videos where distinctly the kids are all standing and they're 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 pretty stoic and and, and uh and proper and poised. But John, you have this way about you, brother, where you just kind of just <laughs> casually like walk back yeah, and forth. Yeah, yeah. And even at times where the musicians are going, like you get into like this little bit of a groove. <laughs> there was one particular song I heard. You you kind of had like a little dance going, and I was like, so the kids aren't moving. Your your your, your teenagers ain't moving. They're, they're they're poised and standing still. But Dad just kind of just grooving and dancing and doing doing a little bit of the lead. Uh-huh. Is that? Is that just been a part of the growth and development? Does that all come naturally, or is there rehearsals that that bring you to that place where you all are going to stand in this place? Musicians, you're doing this, and Dad's just kind of grooving along a little bit, <laughs> making sure the setting's right. The innocence of our setting. You know? <laughs> well, there are there are a variety of different things. I uh, I think my children probably now are more active than I am okay. out there. It it just varies. Uh, even though um, we are, you know, singing, we believe in freedom. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I try to set an example of artistic freedom. If if you feel good, if you if the music is 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 great, 
you know, even though it's a public square, uh, you, you, I believe that you should be free to express yourself. I think that is one of the things that people often appreciate, appreciate about the church experience. That is the freedom that they feel when they go into different sanctuaries and mm-hmm. people are not ashamed to lift their hands or to speak. Or to say amen, yeah. or or to clap, or to express themselves uh, when when you know uh, um, you know when the spirit of God is moving in the place. Yeah, and so obviously, of course, the spirit of God is not limited to uh, the four walls of a cathedral. The spirit of God moves in Central yeah. Park. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's funny you talk about him grooving because you guys. You've done a lot of music. You've done, you know, mostly spirituals and, and, and gospel stuff. But you did a cover. You did a few covers. But this one that you did was a was a Jackson Five. I'll be there. Remember that one? <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> Which I thought was phenomenal. Um, what, what's the purpose behind that? I mean, because you, you kind of shift between, you know, um, uh, how great thou art. For instance, to to an I'll be there. I don't, I don't know if they've been in the same set, but there was an I'll be there cover, and I thought it was, I thought it was great. Yeah. <laughs> well, how do you so so when you're thinking ministry, how do you feel? Because that I, I understand that that can be ministry too. Yeah. You know, just the, the 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 content of that song. It's not ministry as we are accustomed to it, where we're talking from the Lord to us or us to the Lord. Right. Mm-hmm. But this is you know human to human type ministry. Right. G- g- what's the story behind? The selection. Uh, actually, of that. what happened there? We were. <laughs> what had happened? We were in New York. Every every song has a story. Yes. Trust me. Yeah. We we were in New York, uh, and Michael Jackson had passed, uh-huh. and we knew none of his material, and ah. nothing. Okay. So my sister was here, and I asked, "Do you know that song? I'll be there." So she 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 said yeah, and she started singing the first and second verse, and then we just picked it up, and since we didn't know the entire song, we uh-huh. said well, well let's put a little spin on it, let's put some harmonies in it. Gotcha. So we started like singing a cappella, and then we we put we harmonized and build a harmonic structure from the song. Yeah. And uh, we've been singing it ever since just the first verse, uh-huh. and we go Very into nice. this this harmony. And rhythm, and it's an acapella piece basically yeah. now, and people people love it. Absolutely, man, sure. it was hot. Yeah, <laughs> I, think I all, love the arrangement. Yeah, I think also too it that takes me to the question of being able to balance out the um, the workload of what you all do, and the, just the fun and yeah. the continued passion. And I, I think I'd probably ask you directly, Victory. Like you all have been doing this for years, and how do you and your, your brothers and sisters balance out just the workload, um, the commitment, sacrifice that you make on a Saturday? Like not, <laughs> not going to the movies, maybe not sleeping in or the mall or whatever, but yeah. and maintain your passion and joy through this too. Yeah, well, we wouldn't be able to do it if it wasn't fun, or if we weren't, you know, if we didn't feel like we were, you know, serving our purpose you know, ministering to people, you Mm -hmm. know, um, like ministry and, um, and also enjoying what we do plays a big role in how we're able to be consistent, um, at what we do. And, um, yeah, 
if if it weren't for ministry, I mean, and yeah, and the fact that we enjoy singing so much, we wouldn't be able to be consistent. And yeah, I know for a fact for myself and my older brother Abraham, because we're we're out there every day. Wow. And um, yeah. our younger siblings they come out on the weekends because there's no school, but like in order to stay consistent, like. Yeah, I know. I know our father doesn't always have to tell us, uh, "Come on, you guys, you got to get up in the morning and go sing." Or, "Come on, we right. got to go to Central Park." No, we we um, have our own enthusiasm and uh, reasons to be out there. That's awesome. We're gonna take another break, and we're gonna come right back again with John Boyd, Victory Boyd, and the Boyd family. Right after this, fear. It's one of the most powerful weapons that Satan has against you. Once he has gotten you with fear, then he will take your faith. Because fear is actually the opposite of faith. The Lord said, have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. Now fear is when we look at the size of the opposition that we have to encounter and dismay comes when we look inside and don't see enough strength to fight the battle. God's word was don't let fear or dismay get a hold of you because it's not about you. It's about Christ in us. That's the good news. Paul says to Timothy, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. He's not given us a spirit of fear. Fear not. When that simple word gets into your heart, that's where the sound mind comes from. Fear not. I don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be afraid. Face your fears and overcome them by the power of God. Face them now. It's very hard to get right with God in a season of panic. There are going to be many things in the future that are going to cause fear. And some things are causing fear today. But for the child of God, God says to you, fear not. That's where your sound mind will come from. Fear not. I know what fear can do. I was paralyzed by it for over nine years. But I know when I came to Christ and made a choice of going all the way with Him and walking with Him, there's no fear in my heart. If you will make that choice, you'll be astounded at the power of God that is available for you. Power, love, and a sound mind. That's what comes from God. And it only comes from God. It only comes. Pastor Carter Conlon's new book, Fear Not, Living Courageously in Uncertain Times, is now available at Barnes & Noble, Amazon.com, and wherever Christian books are sold. The Adult and Youth Praise Choirs are just two of the many ministries that make up TSC Music. We're also looking for volunteers in other areas of music ministry. Are you a musician, an actor, or singer? A video editor or an audio engineer? Perhaps you're great at learning song lyrics and quick on the computer, then Projection Ministry could be the place for you. Or maybe you enjoy meeting new people and talking with them about music. Then you'd fit right in with our sales team. If you're a music lover looking to find your place to serve, we invite you to apply online. Visit the website tscnyc.org and click on Get Involved.
Greetings, salutations, saludos, and young Haseo, TSC music podcasters. Did you know a Trial Cry, a ministry of Times Square Church, is dishing out over 23,000 meals every week? With your prayers and support, we'll continue reaching out to feed the kids that we can so that they might be given the opportunity to lead an active and healthy lifestyle. I personally believe that now, more than ever, there's an awareness amongst this generation that there are people experiencing tremendous hardship and difficulties. And in response, folks from all walks of life are getting together in massive numbers and advocating for solutions. At Child Cry, it is our objective to be a transparent, ethical charity by developing long-lasting relationships with all of our local feeding program administrators. I'd encourage you to hit us up online at childcrynyc.org to check out the work and see what you can do to help. We've got some exciting new updates launching this fall and hope that you'll join us. Child Cry. Child Cry. We feed hungry kids. Hungry kids.
And we're back. And again, we're having a wonderful conversation with John Boyd, Victory Boyd. And of course, they represent the Boyd family. It's been awesome uh, hearing your story and hearing how God's using you uh, in your music ministry. Now, you, you mentioned earlier that you have a group of musicians who work with you. Uh, so you've expanded the borders in the sense that you've included some uh, some people outside of the family to start working with you. T- tell us a little bit about that. Uh, sure. Um, well, we have uh, a number of singers that sing with us. Uh, for example, um, here's another great testimony, and I'll make it very short. Uh, I... Um, was on my way to the park uh, two years ago, and I was going through the Port Authority, and I saw this Japanese guy with a guitar standing in a, a place where no musician performs. Mm. And I, I was walking towards him. I looked at him, and I said, "Well, this guy, he doesn't know New York because this is not a good location." <laughs> And uh, so I passed by him, and I said, oh, no, I've been not leave him like that. I turned around, and I said, hey, wh- what's your name? What you doing here? This is not a good location for you to be performing. Uh, he said, oh, my name is, and gave me his name. His name is uh, Shige Masa Nakano. And I said, okay. Uh, he said, I just got here. I don't, he could, not, he could sp- barely speak uh, English. Mm-hmm. You know, I said, listen. Meet me in Central Park tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. This is not a good place for you. 9 o'clock the next morning, he was sitting at the fountain waiting wow. for me. I said, I say, come on, you sing with my family. And he said, sure. Oh, really? I said, yeah. He said, oh, I love this. I, 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 I sing in the choir. I graduated from University of Japan and, uh, and studied music. He loved it. He's been singing with us for two years, wow. and he's a recording engineer, huh. uh, and he's an opera singer. Wow! And he and he lived with us, and we had our and and uh, had our studio in the house, and now he's a, like one of our best friends. Wow! Wow! That's incredible. That's great. And just you just saw him, and you just stopped him. You just I just, had no idea that he was going to bring so much value to yeah. my family. And and that he it would be his testimony that we saved his life mm. because he he didn't know New York he didn't understand the lay of the land what the legalities were uh, and uh, he he always tells me that if he had to really uh, you know fend for himself uh, it would have been very very difficult mm. so by joining our music group uh, he was able to, we were able to. Share, you know, we're able to support him. We're, it was a mutual uh, type situation, which Beautiful. you know helped him artistically. Uh, it, it's just a wonderful experience. That's just one. Uh, uh, our double bass player uh, is uh, plays for I think two or three community orchestras in the New York area, and he's been performing uh, in music. Uh, he's been. Uh, you know, he's a classically trained double bass player that has like a 40-year 40, 40 history. But I met him in Central Park. He was one of the musicians that had a slot of time. Mm-hmm. He either would play after us or before us. And uh, since the time is so limited, I recommended that some of the musicians consolidate in order to more, uh, you know, maximize the usage of, of the space. Right. Uh, and he agreed. And that was three years ago. So um, 
and he's just been a wonderful addition uh, to our to our music, uh, you know, our music program. And he was the one that bought a guitar and 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 gave it to my daughter and gave her her first guitar lesson. Wow, that's awesome. Yep. <laughs> that's incredible. So and now you're sitting here with a guitar. It just happens to be mine. It never gets played, but it looks good on my wall. Um, and uh, you are classic. This is Victory. You're classically trained. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Um, Vasily, which is our bass player's name, mm-hmm. he uh, he was classically trained, and also he played jazz. And um, every every time, like after we would get done singing in the park, I would ask him to show me how to play uh, one of the songs that we sing. Like "Amazing Grace," for example, was like my first song uh-huh. that I learned how to play. And the chords he played were not. I now know that they weren't simple chords, right, but right. I didn't know that then. So I would. Everything he showed me, I would take home and practice a lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he would teach me, like, jazz chords and, and, and uh, classical chords and different techniques. And um, so, like, from the start, I was able to, like, play and practice, like, chords. You know, I was exposed to, um, like, different, a high, a high level of um, music musical techniques for the guitar and so like by the time two years passed by because i've been playing guitar for two years i was able to you know study more theory behind it just like reading a lot of books and you know i i really think it's a miracle because Mm. like some people don't believe i've been playing for only two years Uh but yeah i don't believe it either i haven't even heard you (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna have to play something to convince us yeah we're about to find out yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah but yeah, I it's a miracle. Yeah, you know, God like gave me like speedy <laughs> knowledge for the guitar. Yeah. And stuff. Victory, what um what are some of your own like just personal goals? Uh you, you've graduated from high school now mm-hmm. and what are you doing and what's your dream? Well, you know, I want to do what God has planned for me and mm-hmm. I believe that God has um music in my future because Yeah. Um, when I was 15 years old, after I had been singing for um, 11 years consistently, I, I lost my voice and um, it wasn't coming back either. It was like completely hoarse and um, usually I was used to getting hoarse, but usually it would come back. Yeah. And this time it wasn't coming back. And I was like really like depressed um, because I my voice was like I have been working at my voice for 11 years straight like now I don't have I can't sing any better than the average person that decided they wanted to sing yesterday Mm. and um, my father told me that uh, I had to retrain my voice from the bottom up because I was used to singing high um, first soprano notes and grace audiences with you know I was the high soprano that was Mm. singing and um, I I just really just like asked God to give me a voice, and I asked Him to give me a unique voice. And I'm like, if He could give me a voice, why not ask for you know a special That's what I'm one? Talking about. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And um, I I I I remember praying every day, like, if God, if you'll give me a voice, I'll I'll sing for you. You know, mm. I've 
if you give it to me, I mean, I can't sing anyway. So, I mean, if you give me a voice, I'll sing for your glory. And, like, it's been three years since that point, and my voice, I mean, it's like exactly what I asked for. Wow. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. And um, it's just like a miracle because, like, if you heard me then when I had no voice and, like, it's a miracle, like, the, what what God has done. And so I'm pretty sure that he wants me to continue in music. Otherwise, he wouldn't have given me a voice. He would yeah. have had me do something else. And yeah, and so I want to take the the musical skills that I that God's given me so far right. and use them for His glory. And also, um, right now I'm taking uh, classes uh, at a technical school for business, and mm-hmm. I want to apply these business skills to our um, musical group. So right. the more skills we all have, yeah. the, the more efficient we'll be able to work and reach more people. Awesome. After my own heart. My background is in business. It's not in music. So. Oh. Okay. <laughs> you know, just in case the music thing doesn't work out, you know, you, yeah. you can go get a real job. <laughs> yeah. I, I got to tell you, I am doubly blessed, triply blessed to have you guys uh, with us. And we're looking forward to doing some more things with you. Uh, I'm extremely blessed because John is holding a Pepsi in his hand. And I, I, that's a man after my own heart. You know, I mean, yeah. you know. Way better than Coke. Absolutely. <laughs> Come on now. So, you, and you just graduated high school. You're on your way to college or, or you're going to study in biz, business yeah. somewhere. You're going to try and maintain the whole family connection, though, right? In yeah, the process. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's special. That's special. You've got this guitar in your hand. And uh, we got to see if you can at least show us two years worth of something. <laughs> uh, play the guitar a little bit. And you got to sing, too. <laughs> They say that you should be what looks cool on TV. He said that you should dress like the girl on She said that you should look like the guy on the movie screen. So you take all the words that they say and you think that you He created you It doesn't matter what they say Just know that you are beautiful You are beautiful You 
That don't make no sense. That's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that is incredible. Michelle, I mean, I mean uh, uh, <laughs> Victory, that was... <laughs> job. You might as well be first lady with that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you sound you. Thank great. Thank you so much. Thanks. <laughs> no, but that was like brilliant for me. Yeah, like, it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't your typical string a few words together. No, There's a message just, there and you meant that thing. Yeah. And you I played mean, it like... Yeah. Somebody's been playing for seven, eight years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For me, that's just what a testament. I mean, that just almost makes me emotional a little bit as yeah. you shared the fact that you said, God, give me a unique voice. Don't just give me my voice right. back, but give me a unique voice. And you yeah. have a very unique voice. I mean, for, mo- for most of us in here, we've oh, heard a lot unique. of singers. Yeah. I've not heard a singer like that sound. Uh, um, yeah. And that's like the mo- the compliment I get the most. And each time I hear it, I'm like. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, you can smile yeah, away yes. on that. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. He answers prayer. I remember uh, just crying and like, man, I wish I had a voice. And, and you, you wrote that song. Yeah, that was an original song. Uh, oh, yes. my goodness. Mm-hmm. Is that on the CD? Yes. It Which is. one is that? That's on the hymns and spirituals. Wow. Yeah, That's I'm going to have to get that. Phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. You know, before I forget, you can get the Boyd family's music. They've got a few projects. I've got two in my hand, Hymns and Spirituals for the Soul and Joy in the Morning Light, Peace in the Park. Both of these are available online. Is that right? Where do they mm-hmm. go to get this? Yep. It's just www.peaceindustrymusicgroup.com. That's all one yep. word, peaceindustrymusicgroup.com. Yep. Yep. So go there uh, to all of our listeners. Get this music pre-order. Now, let's, let's let them in on something else. You have a Christmas project coming out soon. Yes, in fact, we're uh, doing the closing uh, details of that as we speak. Uh, <laughs> I mean, literally, we're working on it today and tomorrow. Awesome. And it's a great experience. And um, Victory is our first uh, featured soloist on that song. Nice. Uh, did a brand new Christmas hymn called All the Lights of Christmas. Original? That's an original piece that okay. I wrote. Is that uh, written by the two of you or by who, who wrote this one? I wrote this. Okay. That, uh, that's probably about five years ago, I think, we wrote mm-hmm. that song. John, I got to <laughs> commend you. I haven't met the rest of the family, but I got to tell you, man, I am blessed beyond measure by talking with you and then hearing victory. And, and if this is any representation, and I know it is, of the rest of the gang. I mean, Partridge family, the Osmonds, they've got nothing <laughs> on the boys. <laughs> you know, when I, first, when I first saw you guys online, because I remember, you know, I, used to try to, I tried to think back to all of the family singing groups that yeah. I grew up watching on, on TV, you know, on like, the, yeah, the Captain and Tennille. And I mean, even Hee Haw was a good show. I mean, you remember... <laughs> 
But none of them had anything on on the board family. I mean, I, you know, I'm not a TV producer, but if I were, I'd have a show for you. Yeah, I have a program for. You. But I want to commend you, John, on an awesome job as a African American male here in the city. I mean, you've done an incredible job. And obviously, John doesn't have babies. John's got a wife. You know, because you didn't do this by yourself. <laughs> There's just no way. Uh, and we're going to do a roll call in a minute. But I want to personally commend you on an awesome job mm-hmm. on, on, on the deposit that you've made in your children, especially, uh, you know, this one right here. Victory, you, you're phenomenal. Phenomenal. Thank you. Thank I want you so to much. just uh, <clears throat> admonish you, though, to to stay in the Lord with this. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't allow men and people to swell your head up and to you know tell you all the things that you've always wanted to hear because they yeah. will they will and then there's going to be a day when there's another victory standing right next to you she might be t- shorter and tall or taller you know what i mean but mm-hmm. so so we're not always up here there's, yeah. there's always somebody as talented or more talented but if yeah, you keep this and i'm sure you've heard this before if you will s- continue to submit this uh and keep this uh uh, uh, under the guiding hand of the Holy Spirit, I think there are some great, great things ahead. I know uh, I'm I'm feeling in my spirit that we're going to be doing a lot more together. Uh, you're going to be with us in December for a special event. I can't talk too much about it, but the Boyd family is going to be with us in December. <clears throat> and uh, and now we're talking about doing something else around that season. So it's just going to be an exciting uh, few months ahead of us. And, and we really do wish you all the absolute best in the coming years of your ministry. Thank you. I'm blessed. I'm just kind of speechless right now. Just, <laughs> that song is just still ringing right on through yeah. my soul right now. So you got um, a little, little, uh, it's a little bit country, a little bit rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's a, it's a, I mean, I could probably talk about this for another hour almost, yeah, but it's, yeah. you just have a timeless sound. To yeah, you. yeah. It's classic <laughs> and yet it's modern and it's like, Absolutely. I really look forward to seeing what God's going to do in your life, Victory. Um, Me too. I really. (laughs) We can't leave, though, without John singing something. Because, I mean, they got it all honest. (laughs) Give us something and take us out, y'all.
I tread the verge of Jordan in my anxious fears subside. Remember, if ever we put the messenger before the message, we have failed to present an unblemished gospel. I'm Greg Thomas. Join us again next time on TSC Music with a Mission. in what you hear and let it be a sweet sound in your ear. We sincerely hope and pray that this podcast is a sweet sound in your ear. We also hope you'll join the conversation online because Music with a Mission doesn't end here. So check out TSC Music on Facebook to share your thoughts and get regular updates. Follow us on Twitter at TSC Music Tweet for live tweets during every podcast interview. You can even tweet your questions for our podcast guests by using the hashtag MWMPodcast. And of course, you can always email us at music at timesquarechurch.org or visit the website tscnyc.org slash music. Portions of music in this podcast provided by TSC Music, produced by the director of TSC Music, Greg Thomas, mixed and engineered by Harry Vaughn, and I'm the project manager, Jesse Carrasco. Coming up next week, we have Daniel Sanabria, founder and director of the God Belongs in My City movement. 